Hello, my name is Rebecca May Johnson. I'm a writer and cook, and this is my Substack. This week's newsletter contains Freud's salmon mayonnaise, as cited in a new book by Noir Alcidea, Food Eaten on the Ferry, a recipe for nectarines and ricotta on toast for breakfast, and everything I ate on Collinsy. Salmon Mayonnaise On the ferry from Oban to Collinsy, biscuits in a packet left from a staid hotel where I wrote and drank mint tea in late morning while teenagers wiped tables and an old woman talked to an old man about her giving or not giving him large amounts of money. The terms of their relationship was not clear. At first, I was worried that he was trying to take all her money. Quote, you could transfer thousands and thousands to me, he said. Then he said, no, you need it to buy a drink. They each ordered a plate of cut sandwiches with crisps on the side. He had tuna, which I knew because he talked about it loudly. I didn't see or hear what she had. There was another woman reading a book about polytunnels. Otherwise, the large space, parquet floor, beige tartan wallpaper was empty. Also on the ferry, half a packet of snack-sized Pringles, half a smoked hot salmon sandwich, saved from the seafood shack on the quay, half a millionaire shortbread from a bakery in Oban, and a cup of tea. Returning on the ferry from Collinsey to Oban, talking about school food. I remember powdered potato and spam and pies whose contents resembled chunks of cat food in gravy. Dee remembers different things in white buns every day. Bacon or sausage or egg or sometimes nothing with ketchup. I visit the canteen on the ferry and order chicken tikka and chips. A special request, exchanging rice for chips. I shared the tikka and sauce with Sam. You're not sharing chips, are you? Said one of the men working in the canteen, encouraging Sam to get his own. A correct interpretation. Also on the ferry back, reading psychoanalyst and poet Noah Alcidea's forthcoming book of non-fiction, Animal Joy, which has some very good food in it. I am drawn to a citation where Freud uses salmon mayonnaise to demonstrate a point about displacement jokes. Quote, An impoverished individual borrowed 25 florins from a prosperous acquaintance with many asseverations of his necessitous circumstances. The very same day, his benefactor met him again in a restaurant with a plate of salmon mayonnaise in front of him. The benefactor reproached him. What? You borrow money from me and then order yourself salmon mayonnaise? Is that what you've used my money for? I don't understand you, replied the object of the attack. If I haven't the money, I can't eat salmon mayonnaise. And if I have the money, I mustn't eat salmon mayonnaise? Well then, 
when am I to eat salmon mayonnaise? Freud's story makes me think about how philanthropy is a recipe for bad meals. So perverse to surveil someone eating and judge their food to be too good. Is it inherent in philanthropy to want to pay for someone else's meals, but never meals that are quite as good as what a philanthropist himself eats? Lest it suggest that a philanthropist, at some point, might also be mistaken for someone in need of philanthropy. To me, the story suggests that the basis of philanthropy is to continue the difference between what two people may eat. I disagree with Freud's analysis that the salmon mayonnaise eater's response presents us with a, quote, striking parade of logical thinking to conceal a piece of faulty reasoning. At least, it is not the salmon mayonnaise eater whose reasoning is revealed to me as faulty, but the benefactor's. The salmon mayonnaise eater reveals the faultiness of the logic that a benefactor can really be a benefactor. Recipe Macerated nectarine and ricotta on toast with mint and olive oil. In the rare position in the UK to have had a ripe nectarine, I made this for breakfast and took it upstairs on a tray with a pot of coffee. The olive oil, salt and mint prevented the dish from being overly sweet. Ingredients for two. One ripe nectarine cut into thinnish slices. Crusty bread like sourdough or ciabatta or farmhouse loaf. A tub of ricotta. Half a tablespoon of caster sugar. A small sprig of mint with leaves picked. Tasty olive oil. How to make. Cut up the nectarine into slices around half a centimetre thick or a bit thicker. Put in a bowl with half a tablespoon of caster sugar and stir gently, just a coat. Meanwhile, make toast. We had two smallish slices of sourdough each from the end of a loaf. Once toasted, season each slice with a drizzle of olive oil and a scant sprinkle of salt. Then spread ricotta generously on each slice of toast. Then lay the macerated nectarine slices across the top and a drizzle of any sugary liquid in the bowl. Then drizzle over a little extra olive oil over each slice of toast with a little more salt. Finally, Arrange a few small mint leaves or torn up bigger leaves on each piece and serve. Eating notes. Everything that I ate on Colonty over three days after Emily Marico. Anchovies on toast with garlic and butter made by Sam. Tomatoes on toast with garlic and oil made by me. Seaweed butter on toast, butter bought by Anna. Tomato spaghetti made by Sam. Boiled eggs and tomato on bagels made by me. Yogurt and fruit made by me. Ham and cheese and tomato sandwiches and an apple eaten on the beach 
Excellent Ratios of Bread and Fillings, made by Carl and Daniel. Tea that tasted of soup or something, made by Lucy. Biscuits, lemon melts from Oban, chocolate digestives, lotus biscuits and sesame biscuits from the Chinese supermarket in Ipswich, and tea. Roast pork, applesauce, gravy, carrots, creamed leeks, roast potatoes, some cooked in pork fat and some in olive oil for vegetarian. Such good gravy and pork and potatoes and everything. All made by Lucy, apart from the leeks, which were made by Sam. Pancakes with berries, yoghurt, bacon, syrup and coffee. Made by Sam. Half a fish finger sandwich and half a chicken in a bun and chips at the pub. A twist to ice cream from the shop near the ferry. On a walk down to the sea to swim, I finally see something I think I can smell or eat. Purple green ribbed leaves that correspond with an image of mint growing along a stream in the boggy ground. I pick some and use them later to make a pot of tea. Walked along the seabed from Collinsey to Orinsay. Lots of small holes for razor clams to prop up through. A little nervous, trying to not get wet feet, using GPS to find myself on the path, which was not marked other than by sand that was raised above the water. One of us got very wet feet and had to go back. On the island of Orangey, orchids and grass that looks like sheep's wool caught on wire. Walking with an eye on the clock, don't want to miss the window of tide that was written out for the week on a piece of paper in the pub. Washing on a line outside a cottage in the mizzle, a crumbled priory, a hoard of human bones in the wall behind a perspex screen. Images of religious figures in stone, a wooden stick, a devil at his feet, deer. Walk back to catch low tide in the rain and a swig of whiskey each to get us over. Whiskey provided by Carl. Tea and toast when back from the island walk, made by me. Kedgeri without hard-boiled eggs for dinner as the cook doesn't like them. A Mary Berry method. Very good seasoning with chopped salad, fire and a game of articulate afterwards. Made by Carl. Fried eggs, olive oil and butter. Crispy bottom, soft but not uncooked on top. Anna flipped it bravely, adrenaline rush, for five seconds. Supreme egg, with kale and leftover potatoes, fried. Egg made by Anna, kale and potatoes made by Sam. Thanks for listening.